Blog Talk Radio. online and on Facebook to Vibe Time with Jerry. Tonight I have Howie and Kat from the Orion Effect there with Rift Radio Network, and I am excited to talk to them. Um, we just finished an event together on the 25th, so hopefully I won't have no lag time in here. If it does, it really sucks because I have to fix all that. But anyway, um, if y'all need any upcoming events, just go to John Stevens. Virginia Paranormal Events page and his website, which is www.virginiaparanormalevents.com, so you can find everything there. And if Facebook ever goes down again, just go to his website, 
virginiaparanormalevents.com. Okay. I'm not going to keep Howie waiting because we only have an hour. <laughs> Actually, now we've got 55 whole minutes. And Kat. <laughs> hey, Jerry. I heard there. that. you got a whole hour. He could spike longer. Spike? Gene wants to know what's on my head. It's my new Howie Odell hat. Yeah, I see that you, uh, you're you even sporting the glasses. Pretty snifty dipty there, lady. Liking it, liking it. I was like, you know, I, can't, I don't know how to do the stream yard stuff yet, so we couldn't split so you could put your little top hat on and your little glasses on. So I was like, you know what? I like the sugar skull hat, and, it, and it's not leather, but I was like, this is a really cool sugar skull hat. And I was like, well, I like these glasses. This will go perfect for what I'm trying to do. We can be twins. I like it. Yeah, oh, we can boy. be twins. twins. Mm. <laughs> there you go. But you know what, John? Uh, one of the guys, Steve White, said it best. You ought to go pink. A pink cow would look really good for you. You know what? <laughs> I tried to find one. I really did. But I was not able to find one that I liked. And then this one just jumped out to me because I like sugar skulls. And I was like, ooh. This is a sugar skull top hat. I was like, you know, I'm just going to get this one. Yeah. You definitely, when it comes to hats, like anything else, you got to go with the one that you feel that, you know, pulls you to it. And if that's it, that's the way you go. That's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought about the pink hat, and I was like, you know what? If I get this pink hat, I'm going to make that dirty real quick. So I'm just going to go ahead and get this one. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah, true. I'll ask Howie how hard it is to keep his white one clean. Oh God, I gotta keep that thing in a box away from everything. It's yeah, it is hard. It is hard to keep the top heads clean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The brown one ain't so bad. Yeah. No, the brown one's good. And it, yeah. That's my. And it would be my luck. It would be my luck, and I would mess it up, stain it, and then it wouldn't be wearable. So I was like, you know what? I better stick with the black sugar skull hat. I'm just better off that way. <laughs> There you go. And then, of well, course, you know I have a little is, spider web coat on. I'm good to go, or jacket, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was quite flattered when I saw that. I was like, well, I'm going to share out. Oh, check it out. She's wearing a top hat, and she's got the uh, John Lennon glasses rock on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be like you with hair. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ragging on you. There's nothing wrong with the bald head. I just, you know, I said I'm just, I'm just going to be lucky, but I got the hair. Unless you want to borrow my there pink wig. Hey, I'll do it. I did it at St. Albans. I'll do it again. So, but that was green. <laughs> look, Long story. Look, when you, go, uh, yeah, when you go to the cabin, you can be called the slut this year. You know, just put on the pink wig because that's what I got last year. I'll put on the... Uh, I put a pink wig and put on some panties and bra over top of my clothes. I'll go up in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll you'll blend in just fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna. You're gonna have to read Gene Wells's comment. No, you didn't. Just a reminder. <laughs> a bald head is a solar cell for a sex machine. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yeah, add the seventies music to it. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh it. Oh my gosh. Love it. 
So what have Gee, y'all been up to lately? What what is in the works for for y'all, and how is the show going? Tell tell wow. viewers a little bit about about your show and what what y'all do. Okay. Um, do you want me to or okay? Um, the Orion Effect is a a show based on universal energy upon uh, mankind and mankind on the universe. Um, we cover everything from paranormal, supernatural, to uh, spiritual, to uh, modern events that affect everybody, not just one group of people. Um, just like Sunday, um, we're having um, Ariana Cherry on, um, and we're going to be talking about um, spousal abuse and uh, the awareness. This is October uh, Awareness yeah. Month for uh, – um, spousal abuse and domestic violence. So we're going to have her on. Um, it, it just kind of aims at everything that we feel that people should either learn from, maybe we can give knowledge to, or help grow. Um, and that's actually how the network came about, too. Uh, the original idea of the network was a network uh, promoted towards positiveness, not you know, other networks and other shows that we've seen in the past that will have a tendency of either belittling their guest or, you know, putting a negative spin on it. We don't we don't want to do that. So Right. Um that's what the Orion Effect came about. It's the Orion Effect is actually my theory uh of universal energy upon mankind. And Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. on the eyeball tree, too. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> a wise man doesn't become wise just because of what he learns. It's his experiences, her experiences, and i got to say that, too. And he never stops learning. Never stops learning, That's ever. And it's not a right. We use wise men, but now maybe it should be wise person because there's just as many, in my opinion, in these days, just as many um, shamans and ministers and teachers of the faith of the, of the spiritual world in women that there is men. So now it's a, a, a spiritual person. There's no wise man. That's just to use a terminology. Um, so. Whew. How do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you though. Knowledge is power and it's not, I, and I say, I say, I say it all the time that when you're doing certain things you don't you don't just pick it up and put it down pick it up and put it down it's something that you it's a lifestyle something that you have to do every single day and I don't know about you I'm sure we're the same and Kat is too you're learning something new every single day every day absolutely it's not you know it's not just let me just put this down it's just something that you do every day and you expand on knowledge all the every day it's a constant practice, and yeah. in the constant practice comes a lifestyle, um, comes a mentality, comes a spirituality. That is the three that makes the package, in, in my opinion, in my thought. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that. So, uh-oh. Ryan said that he's going to have to go get a hat now. <laughs> We've started a trend. The, 
the the club of we the have hat started men. The trend. No longer is it the men of the beards. It's now the hat men. I like it. We started. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that would look good, Brian, with, with the beard. Yep, and the and the top yep. hat. Yeah, we'll have to. You'll have to jump on the. You'll have to jump on the top hat train, Brian. <laughs> you know, Ryan would look really good in one of the Western top hats. It's a smaller four-inch style uh, top type top hat. It's not the bigger one. Um, I think he would look really good with that style. Yes, yes. And John Stevens says that he's going to get one too. <laughs> Let's do this. You know what? We're we're already a member of the bitch club. I think it's time to make a new club. Hey, yeah, yeah. how we start top tonight? Hat club. Well, just the, the yeah. yeah, just the the top hat, the top hat, paranormal top hat, top hat. or oh. the paranormal man. Oh, there you go. Uh, now, Maybe but, we're going but, but see now, cat, cat is going to have to get one too. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to get one of those cat in the hat hats. Yes. Yep. Yes. I'm already looking <laughs> into that. By the way. <laughs> I was like, yeah. We oh were talking God. about that a couple of weeks. John Stevens says top hat in the pearl. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I was going for real good to pearl. <laughs> Into the pearl. Get me out of the club. Uh, we can't forget about, look, we can't forget about Charles' precious pet either. They'll need a top oh, hat yes. too. I know they make them. Oh, that would be so cool. They do. It's a little steampunk yeah. cat that can actually fit around her head. Um, I've seen That's it a couple of times, and we've actually, you know. probably like it. She probably would look, look, I look like Dottie. <laughs> yes. yes, so now it's time for her to top, have a top hat, too. So now we'll just start, start the top hat club. That's Miss Wren, the <laughs> paranormal pup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she's, so, me she's, when she's she doing right now. Brand, you need to go out. You go outside? Okay. Okay. She's like, went out. Yep, she needs to go out. And she'll go out and she'll bark. Everybody knows she's outside, so the possums and everything leave the yard. The rabbits. That's right. (laughs) She tries to protect us from the turtles. Oh gosh, that's, that's a long story, <laughs> but it's funny. Um, yes. But uh, no, you had asked us uh, what we've been up to, what we're getting ready to. Um, really, mm-hmm. it's been a really interesting three weeks. A lot of changes uh, have taken place, both on our personal side and then on the network side. Um, We've had some personal changes on our end, which has been beneficial to us. But unfortunately, you know, with the positive comes the negative. Sometimes you get bumps yeah. in the road, which we get a bump there. Yeah. Um, and it's not bad. It's nothing even anybody needs to go, oh, my God, what happened? Not bad. Just, you know, uh, people breaking their toes and feeling icky, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so we're pushing some energy. Yeah. So women pushing some energy and I've been in the spiritual kitchen uh, uh, but yeah. as far as the network we're really excited because uh, tonight in about 20 minutes our new show airs 
Um, that's the Transcendence Hour with the girls from Penn State, uh, Spirit Chasers, great, wonderful amount of girls. Um, we have uh, Lee Pyle, who joins us this Friday from the Dead Zone. So we're excited to have the Dead Zone join the Rift family. So those are really good, positive things. Um, that is. And we've got, you know. But y'all, but the Orion, your show itself, yours is on Sundays, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. It's uh, we. Yeah. It used to be from nine to eleven, uh, but we had so many of the travelers, which are the people that follow us. I don't like to say fans anymore because we're all travelers. Um, but they they reached out and said we'd love it if your your show would be a little earlier. We could catch it. Right. What's going to happen? So. You know, uh, last month we changed it from 9 to 11 to uh, 7 to 9 uh, just to make it easier for more people to catch us. And unfortunately, uh, as you know, Jerry, that the podcast and live feed community is saturated. So, you know, no matter what you do now, you're going to get somebody. So now we just got to show some unity and support each other. So that's what it's about. We may not have the same viewers, um, but it's okay. We know that they know there's an archive, and they go back and watch the uh, live feed or check the archive anytime. And I I think that's the great part about it because then you get the people who are truly following you. You know within the four days after your airing that you're going to get your true numbers, and they're they're still really great, even with the whole opening of COVID, which – Unfortunately, I think that's going to come back at us, but we shall see. Yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully not. You know, hopefully everything will, we should all disappear personally. Yeah. You know. It'll be a little bit of time. But, yeah, there there are a lot of podcasts out there. My goodness, I can't keep up with them all. It's just like paranormal events. You cannot keep up with all the paranormal events. That's the beauty of John's page is that everything is, is on there and you just kind of got to scroll and look, you know, and it's nice because you can look at your area and say, and say okay, you know, um, I can make it to this. You know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. That, and I know they the have some thing about, um, that That's the beautiful thing about having a joint venture with John is, we're giving him more access. Every third month, he comes on to the Orion Effect and talks about uh, Virginia events. Like, I know he comes on your show. Uh, yeah. And I think Every giving the exposure to that is what's really needed. Yeah. Yeah. John John has um, been coming on Vibe Time every third Tuesday, and we just, you know, talk paranormal or upcoming events. Actually, him and I are going to be going on the, um, am I saying it right, John, Roswell, Rosewell. I think I got corrected the other day. Roswell. Thank you. I always say Roswell. I don't know why. (laughs) Because it's in our subconscious. That's one of those major things. We're taught that it's, you know, Roswell. We've seen it, blah, blah, blah. But in uh, that location, it's Rosewell. And what an active site that is. Holy Mother of God! Yeah. If you've never been to Rosewell, that place is active out its butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never even. I heard. remember the first. Time. 
going there. Yeah, I took my kids there. I was like, let's just go. We were making a day trip of it. And I took the, yeah. the boys there, and I was watching their little video that they show, and something just kept running their finger on my arm. And I'm just, like, just sitting there, and it's just running its finger. I don't know if it was a male or female. I, I don't know. They just kept running their finger on my arm, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. So, And that's the one thing about Roosevelt. It. It's personal experiences. The, the personal yeah. experiences out there are amazing. A lot of interactive takes place out there. And Kat was just saying that we haven't gotten out there yet. It's like, don't worry, we're going. Um, once, yeah. you know, things get settled in and we're settled here at the house and it's everything's clicking, um, Paranormal Journeys will kick back up where Kat and I take tours of the books uh, by Pamela Kennerly and Suzanne Schwartz. And we go around Virginia um, and talking about the historical and the paranormal parts. So that's going to be kicking back up in 2022. So we're excited about that, too. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I haven't done that in a while, but, you know, with the with what I had going on in November, because I wasn't doing things like that. Like, I would go to Yorktown and Duke of Gloucester and kind of do my own, do my own live thing of, you know, my own experiences um, there. But once, once that stuff happened in November, it kind of slowed all that down. So I'm just now beginning to get back on my feet with being able to do certain things. Not saying my dizziness isn't gone because it's still there at certain times, you know, of the day, but it's not like it was, thank God. Right. I mean, when we were all at the cabin, you know, we could see you were testing the waters. And then, you know, everybody needs a little test trial. Put your feet back in the cold water or the warm water. Who's what? Who's doing what? And it's understandable. We've all been there. I I know I was kind of the same way when I had the heart attack, so I understand. I completely understand. Yeah, and you know, it was fun. On the 25th, I told Sherry, I said, I I am real dizzy because I was just dizzy. I, I was doing fine, and then once I got there and walked in there, it's like something just, I don't know what happened. I just got dizzy, and but then on my way home, it like lifted. That's why I had. That's why I was holding on to Ryan's arm so much because I was trying to get my my equilibrium was thrown off. And I and I want to say, I don't want to say it was spirit there. I'm thinking that it was the amount of people, you know, because when you're empath, you pick up all that, and then you know it's just like my head was just swimming that that night. But once I left, and once the people started to leave it started to lift, and then when I left the cabin, it just completely lifted. Yeah. Like nothing. <laughs> and, you know, speaking about the 25th, I have to say this. Um, besides Ryan and Dennis, I think in the last year, Kat and I are the ones that have been out there the most. And mm-hmm. the 25th was a positive – how do I want to say this? A positive interaction. Uh, just real good reactions to everything going on and never experienced yeah. a positive paranormal experience like that. And wow, it delivered. It really delivered. And I was like, this is amazing. And everybody got yeah. along. Everybody was happy. Everybody was joyful. Everybody was on a positive yeah. note. You know, it was beautiful to have a group of people with zero animosity toward each other and just going. Nobody going, crying or. Yeah. Right. We're right. all in this together. We're doing it together. So props to, you know, Ryan and Gene 
um, you and all of everybody at the cabin and part of crops that, you know, made it happen. Uh, props to SOS Paranormal and to you know, the travelers that came out. Uh, it needed to be a memorable event. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really was. And um, you're absolutely right about that. And I think everything went really smooth on the 25th. Um, you know, it's just really cool to see um, everybody out there and new people, too. I like yeah. it when, the, well, when the, new, people, they new thought, people come out. The evidence they thought was amazing that night. Yeah, yeah. It was It was pretty active. You know, even though I floated around from one place to another, um, I just, I didn't want to be in one group and then I get a spell and then I'm stuck there. So I was like, nah, I, I would rather float. And I think I need to, to be doing that for a while, you know, with what I got going on. Did you see the video from the basement? I did several times. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Equipment when that was recorded, and that tells you right there they don't want to be recorded. Right. Right. Now, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to really, really good. Anybody who has ever had any doubts or made any negative comments about the cabin, I gave them a little bit of a swift kick in the butt. And we proved that there was activity there. There's something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Don't underestimate the don't underestimate the cabin or any any place that you go to investigate. I think sometimes people un you know, they underestimate things and they're watching too much T V. Right. You know, well, I mean sad. they are they're watching too much T V and you know, they're expecting, and I'm not trying to bash anybody. That's not what I'm trying to do, but people have some unrealistic expectations of what paranormal investigating is because of television, which, you know, TV right. has to do it. They have to keep their ratings up, you know. But so, some, um, Don't we have to do the same thing during a public investigation if you think about it? I mean, we want to give them no, the I, best experience. Yeah, but we're not going to fake no, we're not going to fake or, it or anything, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, make sure I, they have Well, like, I mean, yeah, we had a really cool experience in the cabin. We set up we set up a flashlight. We set up two flashlights. One was red-tinted. One was blue-tinted. And we asked that if there was anybody there that wanted to communicate, if they could turn on one of the flashlights, you know, do you prefer red or do you prefer blue? And instead, um, one of the people phone flashlight that was in their back pocket turned on and she takes her phone out of her pocket and the phone is locked. So there's no way it could even have been accidentally turned on, but it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. They turned the flashlight, just not the ones we intended. Yeah. Yep. Y'all didn't have a pink flashlight. <laughs> no, it's red or blue. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no pink. <laughs> we could get one of those. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. We do have to. We want to give. We want to make sure that people have a good experience. But I was talking on terms of like not being, like we're not over dramatic when we do investigations. You know, I mean, 
right. the light goes Absolutely. up and it's like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. I ain't none of those, oh, my God, you know, unless you got somebody, like, touching you, you know, or, you know, certain things like that where it's going to scare you. But it just, it to, to me, it's some, the TV gives people a false presentation of what we what we really do. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Um, that's why a lot of these groups get into it, and either they fade off or they do something else. Either you're going to be – and let's face it, I've been saying this for a while. We were all ghost hunters at one point. So, yeah, you know, you, you start out as a ghost hunter, and either you're going to follow your passion or you're doing it to get the high, let's face it, right. or you're going into it to want to know why. And, and that's right. where the levels, you know. So people find out that, you know, four hours of sitting there is not exactly what you see on TV. So I get what you're saying. But just four hours of sitting there in the it doesn't mean you didn't catch anything either because those are the nights that you'll go through your your EVPs (laughs) listening for EVPs and find some of your best evidence. That's Gregory. Even though you didn't know anything was going on the whole time you were there. Oh, yeah. There's been times when I've cut my body cam on entering the cabin. And I didn't. I felt something, but I didn't hear anything. But I, you know, you feel the eyes upon you. But when I get home and I review the body cam footage, I hear a get out right as I'm hitting the stairs. You know, and I'm like, oh my god, didn't hear it with the naked ear, but it's on a recording. Wow, that that's that's it. Well, you know, another experience that we had at the same time. Now we were up in the cabin too. And the other, we we went to the the oh man plasma box, plasma plasma box, mm-hmm. uh, and you put the cat put the headphones on, and now of course up in that room we used to air the show there before we went back down, uh, and cat got some really interesting stuff and it just showed responses to us being there, uh, so that I found that intriguing too. She, it, they had told her things while she couldn't hear us. Well, we asked if you know, we asked if they just wanted to hear us talking, and the cat bowl in the bathroom went off. Oh wow! And then I was listening in the headphones and the phantasm, and it said, "Howie, tell us something." So it was like they wanted us to tell them stories, and I thought that was so so cool. That we intrigue them. Yeah, that is they cool. intrigue. Do you, yeah. do you think sometimes that they just? Do you think sometimes with y'all being there, they just well, like you just said, they just really sometimes maybe want to listen. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want people yeah. in there asking them questions. Maybe they just want to kick back and observe. Exactly. Exactly. And I think leaving that impression when we come in there, we're not in there to do research or quote-unquote ghost hunt. <laughs> investigate. We investigate. don't investigate there when we just do the show. Yeah, we're there to do the show, and they just <laughs> listen in and be a part of it. Now, um, for those who may be listening right now, you can go back and listen into the archives last year. The times we were at the cabin, even like our first show, we actually had activity on air. So, I mean, we, we tell them if you want to be a part of it, express it, say whatever, and it's expressed. They've expressed themselves. Other times they've uh, they've let us know that they were there. Um, the last time we were with 
no, the second to the last time we were with John, we were upstairs. We were doing the broadcast from upstairs. And John and I could clearly feel and experience the entities in the hallway. Just like they were just hanging out, watching us, going, up. Oh, the show's on, you know. And, you, and they made a little bit of noise, but it was really intriguing. That's why, I, you know, I love going live from there because the interaction that we get, and we're not looking for anything. We're just talking about that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And that's what's cool, too. Sometimes I think if you're just, I don't know how to explain it to you, just doing your thing or just having a conversation, you catch a lot of evidence just sitting there having a conversation and not even, you know, not even asking them questions. So that's why a lot of times I keep the body cam on for that purpose because, you know, to see if they interact while they're listening to another conversation, while they listen to the conversations. And I do have some footage where, you know, you're talking, I might be talking to Ryan or I might be talking to somebody and they'll, they'll come in and, you know, you'll hear them say something, you'll hear something. And it's only, you know, a couple people there. You're just having a normal conversation, like with the get out, you know, because yeah. I was, I was, on my way upstairs. I didn't I didn't think anything of it. I just, you know, like I said, you feel stuff there, but when I got home and listened to that flat out get out and it was a male, I was like, damn, you didn't want me up there doing Reiki, really? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Everybody likes Reiki. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Well I know back and in you September. Got it free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I know back in September, I had my own personal encounter because Kat was up north. Um, I was getting ready to do the show there, and I was in the um, – and I clearly heard Dennis and Ryan walk in the door, full-blown conversation. And I said, okay, guys, hey, I'll be out in a few minutes. I'm in the bathroom. I come out of the bathroom. I walk around. There's nobody there. I go upstairs to look around. There's no cars. There's nobody to be found. I'm like, this is interesting. I heard the door open and close. I'll go back out. No cars, nothing. So I'm just like, oh, that's intriguing. You know, that's another that's paranormal experience 101 for you right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. What are, some, what are some places that you and Kat have been to where you have had other, I mean, I know you've been to the cabin, but what are some other places where you've been that you've experienced the paranormal with the two of y'all there? Selma Mansion. Selma, yeah. Seeing we're coming from two different groups, and she moved down here. When we started doing um, doing the show together, we get, we did our paranormal. We started doing paranormal together. I, I think the biggest place that we've been was just like Kat said, Selma Mansion. Mm-hmm. And that's up in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Although, I mean, no, St. Albans. St. Albans. Uh, we've had good stuff at St. Albans. Um, uh, Pajama Factory in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Um, wow, a lot of the other stuff is just basic research, except for the private cases we've had. Right. That's Yeah, don't get me started on that one, Jerry. That's a whole nother I can get on a rant. <laughs> I was going to say you've got – I was going to say y'all do private locations too. It's not just public. You know, just for my right. just for my viewers and listeners out there within their area, 
you know, you never know when somebody needs something, you know, a private um, investigation done. Put it out there. Right. Right. And that's one of the things that I actually did a small rant last week about because we got a – we got contacted by a private client uh, because we don't have a technical group. We don't put our name out there as we're such and such, such and such. But people know me well enough that they can go, oh, well, I knew somebody they could help you. I'll contact Howie Odell or blah, blah, blah. Last week we right. had one of those. And um, what it came out to be was a client who had a, I'm not going to name the group, but had a group out to their house and basically all they did was a little bit of research and then left the client to do whatever was left, and that group actually made it worse than before they showed up. And then they contacted us and said, uh, we got some problems, and this is what's happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not the first time that that's happened. And it's not the, yeah. you know, it's it gets a little monotonous when people go out there and they start playing with the spiritual world and playing ghost hunter and they go make things worse for people who really do the research and want to help the spirits and, you know, the client. So, I you know, we are pro- – we stay quiet, but there are people that know how to contact us. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. I got a call from a person a couple of weeks ago that was in that same situation. Somebody came into their house, played – let me clear your house for you, um, and stirred the shit pot. And they they asked if I would um, come out there and do my thing, and I'm not. I'm not. No. The person right. that went out there and stirred the shit pot that knew what they were supposedly doing when they did it, they can go over there and clean that up. I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. I already told them, nah. Because you, well, they you knew right. I was here. They knew I was here. They knew the work I did to begin with. They know what kind of energy work I do. So why would you turn around and do that? And then this person, okay, you go to, um, God, what's that place called? Called in Virginia Beach. Okay, so you hang out there a couple times. Now you know it all. Oh, you're talking oh, about you become a professional. Yes, thank you. I've been to Editor Casey two times. Now I know what the hell I'm doing, so let me go into somebody's house and clear it for them. <laughs> oh, that's really Not knowing what they're what. doing. Edgar Casey Institute's an excellent place to go study that you can get in and learn a lot of stuff, but it's an institute, which means you need to constantly go and upgrade and familiarize yourself. They've got the greatest library on the East Coast for paranormal and supernatural, by far yes. none. Um, and they yep. have wonderful mentors there. But just going there twice ain't going to cut it. You don't know your shit. Uh-uh. There's so much. Nope. And that's the other thing that made a good point by saying this. The paranormal, we don't know anything about the paranormal. Everybody thinks we know about this, that. No, we've come to realization we really don't know about the paranormal. Nobody knows anything. It's all theory, and we're all guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, never seems to amaze me with people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. So, but, you know, bringing that up, mad props to Edgar Casey Institute because I am a member of R. So I appreciate you mm-hmm. mentioning them, though. I really do. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I have a lot of people that I know go there. I personally have not been there yet. I want to go. Um, it's a couple hours, of course, for me. And what two? I think two and a half. I'm not sure. So that is a place that I would like to go. But, um, you know, I just, I when people are playing around with stuff or they think they know what they're doing and they don't, it's very frustrating that people that to, to for people that take it very seriously. Agreed. So, you know, like I said, I'm not cleaning that mess up. That, that those, those spirits can just stay there now that you stirred them up because. You know, I'm just not willing to do that. Sorry. They go call somebody else. I'm not trying to be busy or anything, but, you know. <laughs> That's like me knowing that you, you do something on a professional level and me saying, okay, well, let me go over to this person because I just don't want to deal with Howie. I'll just go deal with this person. And that person really don't know what the hell they're doing. It's, like, it's almost like a smack in the face. Right. Yeah, but you know what? It comes yeah. back, and I've said this too. Is you know you don't you don't have to like me. You can like me, but I'm going to gain yeah. respect. You know, it, it's it's about the respect factor. I mean, and I, I've had people call us in the last year going, you know, hey, blah blah blah. I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, mm-hmm. all right. I mean, it, I, I, you know, I, uh, I've learned so much in eight months. Terribly to the many years I've been doing this, so you know yeah. I'm working on the the factor of uh, the benevolent part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Benevolence of mercy. <laughs> John Stevens asked, "What do y'all suggest if someone thinks they have a spirit in their home and they need help?" He wants to know what would we suggest. Oh. Well, I mean, do your research. You want to look for credible teams. Um, the other part yeah. is, you know, look for credible spiritualists that are out there. There are wonderful people just in the Virginia area alone that really work well in the spiritual field. Um, contact them. You're going to contact your teams, quote, unquote, because they're the ones that are going to get your evidence and your research. Your spiritualists and uh, your shamanisms, um, the individuals, who really do the research are the ones that they're going to contact to handle the spirits. If there's a spiritual issue for cleansing, it's going to be matter of religion. You have to have faith in what's being done. And if you don't believe in the religion that's in there to cleanse, it's not going to work. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. To answer your question. (laughs) Yeah. And Sage doesn't work for everything. I have to say that right now. Sage does not work for everything. It does not. I've got to say this about Sage. All Sage is is marijuana for the spirits. That's all it is. They're going to get a little high. They're going to get a little calm. Sage does not always, yeah. you know, do what they say. It, it's the what type of sage, what type of herbs are you using? What is your rituals? Like Kat was saying. I mean, sage is good for your house. It is good. It kills oh, 99.9% of your air bacteria. So, mm-hmm. I mean, using sage in your home is going to make it feel lighter and cleaner because it is actually doing that. Exactly. <laughs> it's clinical fact yeah. that sage is good for the lungs because it does um, keep dormant some of the fungus that is in the lungs. And and that's just me- yeah. medical fact. Yeah. Yeah. But – 
it's, a, it's not a cure-all, and unfortunately people think that it is, and it's not. All you're really doing is keeping stuff at bay. John right. said a big-ass stage joint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. John and I have talked yeah. about this with Kat. It basically is just a blunt. It's a spiritual blunt. Yeah. Let's just be, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's all faith, and, and yeah. your faith and your belief and the power that you give it. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Well, it's the same thing as the power you give somebody else. You can either right. let them affect you or not. Right. Well, the power you give objects, the right. power you, I mean, right. you give power. But if you have somebody in there dealing with crystals, when you believe in, you know, Jesus Christ is the only Savior, it's not going to work because you're going to think they're a crackpot right. and you're not safe in what they're doing. And it's, it's just going to backfire. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You're right about that. Yep. Definitely right on the money with that one. So, trying to see if I got any questions in here, but I don't. I don't see a lot of questions, with the exception of question. <laughs> John's gonna poke in the his dog. It's all good. Get on, John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, in the state of Virginia alone, there's a lot of great groups. And there are yeah. websites that you can go, and there's one specific that you can um, research all of the groups in Virginia that are active, that are labeled as active. They're not quiet groups. Um, these are groups out there that, you know, want to help people and go to locations and learn and inspire themselves and empower others and empower them. And the game there, here we go with that knowledge thing again. And then there's other people out there that are kind of quiet. And those people go, okay, we know who to go to. We're going to go to this person because they know this. We're going to go to this person because they know that. They know how to handle this. Right. They've they experienced And I'm a huge student of the psychological and the sociological. So I do things just to get a response. I definitely have in the past. And I, I chuckle right. now because I hear some events from the past coming to the surface, and I go, <laughs> yep, I sure did, and I did that for a reason. You know, it makes me <laughs> because now I know how those people are going to be, those groups or individuals. And I'm like, see, again, don't make it a show. It's about helping the client and yeah. spirit. It's not about you. Yeah. John wants to know what, what, what well, I don't know what y'all are doing for Halloween. I know, I know I'm going to be going to Rosewell um, on the Rosewell tour because they have those tours up now. So I'm going with two two of my friends, Liz Bartley and Kim Slater, which are a hoot. Good Lord. You put them two together, we're going to have some trouble. And, of course, John Stevens is going to be be there. So we're going to have a good time. <laughs> very nice. That's going to be a very long day because I work at the Haunted Museum at the same time. <laughs> so that's going to be a oh, really boy. long day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of energy draining there. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm going to have to really, really proud for that day. <laughs> Indeed, I think, uh, I think yeah. this year we're actually stay back. Um, we're we're in a place where we're comfortable, and you know we haven't spent a lot of time just with ourselves. And and this year we're just chilling out. We're just going to take care of the the trick or treaters and. I'm probably going to put up some decorations here very soon, and 
Uh, Kat was like, I want a pumpkin? I'm like, don't worry, I got that covered. I got something special for that. I'll take a picture when I'm done with it. Um, I think this year we're just going to lay back and, and let things be because all, all to be known, we're in an active location where we live. So it's, it can be fun here, like when it spills yeah. water for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Faucets turn on by themselves. Um, knocks come out of nowhere. You know, we get visitors walking through the house. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> heavy metal music. Oh gosh, music that is very active. <laughs> yeah, makes it fun. <laughs> oh yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. They're not hurting you. So. No, and we never feel threatened here. They just, yeah. you know, they come through and they visit or they'll make themselves known. And, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Um, because, you know, the one thing I'm, I will say is I don't know if it's the place or the people. And, and let me define that. Since my parents passed away from that house to majority of all the houses I've lived in since, every house seems like it has activity. Now, it makes me wonder now if the activity is connected to me. And here, is it connected to me and Kat? Because we both have tremendous spiritual experiences. Or is it a combination of all things? So that's another thing that I've been looking at here pretty hard as of late. um, Because the change in my attitude, the change in my energy, um, and how it's coming forth. And, you know, the way Cat is, are we encouraging that activity? Well, we never denied it. Let's say that. Well, that's interesting. And, I mean, it, it is a, probably a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really, I'm still so. Um, because I have items that I know was from my parents' house. Um, I know my, you know, my parents were antique dealers, so, you know, you never know there. Um, right. I have some stuff even from Oddball Antiques, um, little props out there, too, shameless plug, yeah, Oddballs. Um, so we've got a little bit of a combination of all things that her and I have collected and, and brought together, uh, both spiritually and in regular life. So I, I really feel that, you know, anybody that comes here can tell you, it's it's a calming effect. Uh, they never feel threatened, and they usually like to chill. It's like a it's like a spiritual pothouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is with my room downstairs. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, the sleepy yeah, the spiritual yeah. pot room. <laughs> that is hilarious but yeah you know I mean it's like like I said it's how, that's how it feels like downstairs for me that's why I can't be down there long I'll, I'll go to sleep yeah I remember it's you that talking calming. about that. yeah yeah it's very calming and I think yep. you know that's the other thing is for those of us who work in the spiritual um, some of us pronounce it a little bit more than others some of us will, you know, say that 
we have this to have. I'll just keep it quiet to each their own in choice. Um, but I think those of us who do work in the spiritual realm, whatever that realm may be, let me make that clear too. Everything's a little different in our views and points that we yeah. along the way will pick up energies and those energies are there for a purpose. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that. You're right about that. And I I noticed when I do Reiki down there, well, with when Savannah came over, um, she did the video and she did a video she wanted to present what Reiki was like, you know, so she did a video and I didn't realize the amount of orbs that were around when I was doing Reiki. I knew that there were presences around, but when you see them and you see them go past you, it's just like wild looking at that video. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, it really is. I thought, you know, I was like, is that a, I mean, I have my, my ocean light down there that, you know, I want people to kind of focus on and it, it kind of hits all the chakra colors. That's why it's there. Um, but to actually see moving orbs in there because at, and I hope Savannah don't get upset for me saying it, I was doing a reading with her at the same time I'm doing my energy work. So there were presences there, but when you capture Mm -hmm. it on film, it's just like, I'm just, I'm blown away by it. Right. I don't know if people paid attention to that, that particular video. And, and you know, that's, that's the other, you, you bring up the video work and all that. It's a good point. Um, I have noticed here in the right recently that I'm focusing more on the scientific side of things. Um, yeah. Kat and I have a slight disagreement. We have difference of opinions when it comes to orbs. Um, yeah. But I, I, that's the other thing I'm going to say that's really good about Kat and I is the differences are all positive because we both can yeah. see two different points. So we come together and we may not always agree, but you know, that's, that's, that's a okay. wonderful thing. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Um, I, I mm-hmm. always think of orbs as dust balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, dust well, or insects, it, you know, it, when you're, you're looking at this reason. video, when you're looking at the video, I'm going, wait a minute. You know, no, that's that's not a bug fly. It's just, you have to see the slow motion to understand what I'm talking about. I'm just going, wow. <laughs> Let me break out some pledge. If if everybody around you agreed with everything you said, you'd never be challenged. Your perception would never be challenged. You'd never question anything. What yeah. would that be? Yeah, if, yeah, it wouldn't be. It would. It be wouldn't boring be. as hell. <laughs> yeah, life would be boring. Your life would be boring. There'd be no challenges. You got to have them. You oh, know, she challenges me. <laughs> Good. You know what? I, I'm going to bring that to the point, and and this is people are going to think, what the hell? It, it's a, actually a positive, but I took it negative for the longest time. Um, again, before the change was. The first time we did an event together, it was at Williamsport, Pennsylvania, at the Pajama Factory. And Mm -hmm. I was up doing my lecture, 
And out of nowhere, she starts asking me questions. I'm like, what the hell? And it kind of didn't, kind of fit, but didn't fit. But I was like, why are you doing this? You're challenging me on stage, blah, blah, blah. But to come the point was, it's really good because nobody was asking the questions she was asking. So what I took a break to at the came out to be something really strong and positive and and made us stronger because it made us communicate. Right. The communication is That's really cool. Mm -hmm. We've got about a little over two minutes left. Boy, time flies when you're trying to talk. Don't you hate that? (laughs) I'm telling you, that's why we went to two hours. It's been the two hours, and then next thing you know, I'm like, well, maybe we should go in an hour. Not going to work. I talk too damn much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's it's hard for me to get on at like 7 o'clock because I'm still doing things up until I have the show. You know, so 8 o'clock is good, you know, but, yeah, I look at the clock, I'm going, gosh, the time has flown by because we're like down to two, two, just under two minutes. You know, and it's just like, yep. where did my time go? It's gone. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you'll hear the little lady go, 90 seconds till the end of the show. <laughs> yes. But see, I've, it's, but with me, the one good thing at least is that Ryan is right in behind me. The freaking awesome show is right starting at 9 o'clock. So yeah, that's the one good that, thing. We're back to, yeah, we're back to back. Excellent. Yeah, so, but I always appreciate y'all coming on, on the show, and, um, you know, I think what, this is the second time that y'all have been on Vibe Time with Jerry. Yeah, it was, we, we always enjoy coming out and talking to you. We appreciate you having us on, absolutely. Yeah, I get to run my mouth a little bit yeah. and not be the host. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's And, and see, I'm going to be on Crossroads Thursday at nine o'clock, so I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be on another show, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna have to host anything. I'm just gonna be the little co-pilot person. <laughs> right. Oh, are you co-hosting with them on Thursday? Yep, I am. Excellent. Ooh, see, yeah. networks working together. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Unity. Unity in yeah, the house. Yep, that is going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. I like Crossroads. That'll be my second time being on Crossroads, but I like that show too. I can't always can't always get on to here because sometimes I'm tired and I fall asleep. But you know, yeah. I do try to to watch different people's podcasts that they put out. I just may not be able to watch it live at the time they do it. Right. Exactly. I try. <laughs> but well, we're going to we're going to get off. Howie, um, John Stevens said, Howie and Kat are great people. Uh, we yeah, love you, John. He's a nice guy. He came out and hung out with us at the cabin a couple of We appreciated his, his company. Absolutely. Yep. Got to get a dinner date. John at. Stevens rocks. Yep. But I appreciate y'all coming on. I, I don't want to cut into Ryan's um, um, airtime, but it's always a pleasure having y'all on. And thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Yes, and sorry our time just flew by like nothing. <laughs> we got we got plenty of time in the future. No worries. 
Yep, we do. All righty. Well, y'all have a great night, and thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week, Jerry. Enjoy, Jerry. Thank you. Bye. Night.
Hello, all you freaks out there, and welcome to the Freaking Awesome Show. This is Ryan, and Angie is asleep right now. Um, she uh, she works as a nurse at um, the Georgetown School in Hanover County, and she's got to get up early to go to work. So these nine o'clock shows are, are tough for her to. Uh, to come on, so I'll be flying solo tonight. I did try to wake her up, um, but I didn't try too hard because I know she's got to sleep. So if she, maybe she'll join us. Maybe not. You know, it's it's good. You know, I've done it by myself before, so it's it's all good. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I'm sorry it was not available last week. Um, I had a uh, had a bit of a cold last week, so I decided to to uh, cancel the show, which is kind of you know, sad because I, I like doing the, the supernatural news shows. You know, it's fun to read articles and and uh, talk about just random stuff on the show. But it's a lot easier to cancel the show when you don't have a guest. So, you know, it's all good. But I am back, and I can't believe it's already October 5th. This, this fall seems to be going by so fast. Like, September really was super fast. You know, it felt like it went by like in a blink of an eye, you know. Feels like yesterday we we're celebrating uh celebrating Labor Day and then I guess however you celebrate Labor Day. I don't, I don't know if Labor Day is really a day you celebrate, you know, like Christmas, you know, and I don't go on you know, singing Labor Day carols, but you know. We had Labor Day and it felt like it was just yesterday. And now, here we are, uh, October 5th, and, um, yeah, it's just weird how, how time how time flies when you're in, like, a time of year that you're enjoying. Like, I enjoy the fall. I enjoy, like, Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving. I enjoy this time of year, right? When it comes to, like, January and February, March, April, yeah, yeah, even April, you know, get to those months, it's like so slow because there's nothing going on this time that time of year. It feels like it's like nonstop. Boom, 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 up until like December 26th, and then it just stops. Uh, of course, there's New Year's. I don't really count that because that's not one of my favorite holidays. But <clears throat> I always tell myself to be like, you know, enjoy the moment, you know, and try to like – enjoy each moment, especially this time of year, because it seems to go by so fast and, you know, getting into, into the spooky season, which is, you know, like all the time for us. You know, if you listen to this podcast or one of my, you know, one or two listeners, you know, I, you know that Halloween stuff or like spooky season doesn't just stop at, on October 31st. It goes all year round. So, but it's just it's nice to, you know, go out and see everyone, see everyone's decorations, and and uh, shit. I've been going to Spirit Hollow, Spirit Halloween since probably beginning of September. You know, and my son loves watching. RJ loves watching Spirit Halloween videos. And there's this guy that we watch called it's called that Nate guy on YouTube. He goes to like all these different Spirit Halloweens around Ohio and, like, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. She, he goes to all these ones and checks them out. Well, we've been watching these videos since, God, I don't even know, probably beginning of September, maybe, yeah. 
beginning of September. So it's felt to me like October, it's been October since beginning of September. It's like, it's, it feels like, you know, it's just a good thing. It's just, it's just like, it's like, man, I can't believe it's only October. So it's, it's, I just, of course, I just said, it's feel like it's going by fast, but it's like two different things. I feel like I've been watching Halloween videos for like, you know, months and it's still, we haven't even got to October yet. I don't know what's going to happen when October is over. Start watching Christmas stuff, I guess, or Thanksgiving videos. I don't think they, I don't think they have any Thanksgiving videos out on YouTube except like trying different weird stuff for Thanksgiving, maybe, you know. So, sorry I went off on a tangent about time and, you know, like months and holidays and stuff. Maybe it's better if I have a, <laughs> a co-host with me because you can tell this this show is completely unscripted because I just go by what's going through my head right now. So, we had Whitney on the show. And we had her, had her, back last time we had her on the show, we were at Camp Hanover. Uh, I think this was probably the first show we did at Camp Hanover, and we talked about her uh, her book. And um, I was like, you know what? You know, she, but she told me she also goes does tours of haunted Ashland, and I'm like, well, you know, I've been to Ashland before. You know, I know it's it's really neat little town outside of uh, outside of Richmond near Hanover. Um, they call it, they call it they call it the center of the universe. Not sure why they call it that, but uh, that's the nickname for it. And I was like, you know, I want to know some stories about haunted Ashland, Virginia. So I was like, why don't you come on back on the show in October, and we will uh, we'll talk about haunted Ashland. So I'm going to go ahead and put her on the show right now, and uh, let's get this party started. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I swear, I feel like you're yesterday, lonely. You know, that you that you guys were you were on the show with us talking about talking about your your book. Uh, yes, the safe room. Yeah, it's amazing how like how people can view time. You know, it, it's like some some aspects it feels like forever ago that you were on the show, but in other times you're like, oh, it's, it's just, it kind of feels like it was like yesterday that you were on the show talking to, with us about the book. Or at least a week I, ago. I think, yeah. yeah, and I think also the fact that you and I are parents and our time just True. seems to go so fast and then it goes so slow because we're watching our kids and watching how they're growing up. Yeah, that that's true. Oh, that's I was crazy. looking at some pictures of Rihanna. I had when oh. my my graduate daughter is graduated, I looking at pictures of her when I was holding her in my arms at the beach when she was like three months old and I'm like, Holy crap, man, it's just it's just so amazing how fast time goes and it's like it only goes fast when you when you're living it it's not it doesn't go that's not that fast, but when you look back on it, it's like, Oh God. It is fast. I know. Man. God. Yeah. Well, See, now we, we get deep which, here on the freaking awesome show. Yeah, we're getting deep tonight. I mean, yeah, and actually, yeah, it's appropriate really because yeah, I mean, I mean this this month October, this is this is my son's birth month. Uh, his birthday is oh, coming wow. up on October twenty fourth. He'll be well, eleven. You know what? 
you know what? He shares a great that's a, October is a great month. It is a it's great a month. It's month. also my birth month. My birth month. Oh, no yes. kidding. Yeah. yeah. I was born on the 18th. Oh, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Thank and you. Bless, thank you, thank you. Bless Angie. Bless Angie for the work she's doing. She's on the front lines. You know, she she's deserves few, every bit of it. She's had a few cases. She's had a few of her, you know, a few stuff and stuff. I, I want to, like, you know, I'm not saying what kind of cases they were, you know, because I want to go get maybe in trouble. Yeah. But she had a yeah. few uh, sicknesses that she had to deal with, I should say. Um, Bless her heart. Yeah. And it's a lot of a lot of work when that happens. She de- Yeah, she deserves all the pampering and all the rest that she can get. I am, you know, I would love to do that, but I am so, like, beat by the time she gets home. With, I guess I will stay home with RJ, and he is a maniac. I mean, he is running around. Oh, he's jumping on me, yeah. running around, throwing stuff. I'm like, you know, I wouldn't. By the time she gets home, I'm like, all right, you take him. I can't, I can't do with this shit anymore. Oh. <laughs> How old is RJ now? Three. Three years old. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, I uh, remember those days. I wow. Hope, I feel like I I'm going to... I one of those I'm, things... <laughs> How was your son? Was he crazy? Because, I mean, I'm hoping it's just one of those things where three-year-old kids is crazy. And he's my kids not um, up to be a serial killer because of, like, yeah, I'm like, good he, God. Okay, first off, I don't, I don't think they can really ascertain that until your child is, like, 18 or 19 because I think that's when that okay. part of the brain develops. So it's hard to, I mean, well, not to say there's not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I I think RJ will be I think your son will be fine. Um my son kind of went through his own little phase at, when he was 3, but he's for the most part fine. Yeah, I mean he he just yeah. likes watching uh dead he just likes watching play, he likes to play Dead by Daylight and um watch horror movies. He's he's my child. <sighs> well, RJ, he'll, he'll watch he likes watching during Halloween videos, like a, and on YouTube, but he will not oh, go yeah. to Spirit Halloween. You know, he I took him there twice, and the second, like, he was okay the first time, but the second time he was just he got close to those uh, like animatronics, the big wolf, Mister oh, Owl. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, he'll I, come I, up to I, me. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, he'll watch it and he'll be like, Oh, Mr. Howe on the T V won't look at it. He won't go he won't go to it on real life, which is fine, but they'll come up to me like when I'm watching T V, he'll be like, Oh, Dad, Mr. Howell's here. We gotta hide. So I gotta get up, run and run to the bed, or hide under the covers and like pretend Mr. Howe and Buzzsaw and whoever is in the you know, in the spirit of Halloween is in the house trying to get us. So I'm like, Oh my god, it's it's Mr. Howe, we gotta hide, you know, and like, oh and she starts laughing, I'm like, Oh my god, don't stop laughing. They're gonna get us. Makes him laugh more. <laughs> he's like, he's like stitching his foot out the covers. I'm like, put your foot back in the covers, Morgan. Don't you know Mr. Howell's here? What the hell? That's adorable. So, have our I little friends. It. He's like, oh, Sam's my best friend. Mr. Howell's my best friend. Well, if he's your best friend, you won't go see him though. He misses you. God. <laughs> 
I, I actually one time, um, this was a couple of years back, um, Red Vane Haunted House was doing their spring Halloween celebration or halfway to Halloween thing. So we were out uh, doing vending and everything at uh, Hanover Vegetable Farm. And I brought Preston, I brought my son with me to see the festivities. And um, I kind of, do you, I don't know if you've gone through the haunt. They, we had these two wonderful girls who were dancers and contortionists, and they portrayed these sisters. And they were mm-hmm. adorable in that wonderful twisted way that Red Vane does its stuff. And um, I actually talked to them chasing <laughs> my son. Oh my god Yes They call him Little Warrior Because um, Preston has At the time he had a pretty good He does Taekwondo And he's almost a black belt now So he can pretty much Kick people's butts at age 11 (laughs) Oh wow So they call him Little Warrior But I had to chase him I'm a terrible mom (laughs) You know um, what? I probably you know, I'll probably do the same thing when he gets old enough to to do that. But I like, man, I've, I've never enjoyed going through. I mean, I'll do it, but it's not one of my favorite things to do. Going through through uh, haunted, like jump scare right. deals. You know, it just hasn't been my my you know cup of tea, oh, so to speak. Good. But I, I'm. It's fun yeah. to do it though. It's fun to scare people. You know, and, and and do that, like be a scare actor. I, I when when they had the uh, the Exchange Hotel did their their haunt up there for a few years. I, I went up there and, and did and, and scared people one year. It was it was a lot of fun to do that. Oh, that does um, sound like fun. Ooh, yeah, I, didn't I like stop the doing Exchange Hotel. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean uh, maybe COVID had place. something to do with it. Yeah. No, it was happen. No, it happened. What well, happened before COVID hit? Um, oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Um, I do a different type of scare acting, I suppose you could say. Although I'm not half the time, more than half the time, I'm not acting when I'm doing my ghost tours. I'm just basically telling these stories that have been passed around and that we've been trying to research. And also, in some cases, some of the uh, stories we tell on the ghost tour come from investigations that uh, groups have done around the town. So, yay, that's a segue if I've ever done one. Woo-hoo. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to have some acting chops when you do these stories because you have to make it, you know, interesting. You got to keep people's attention. You know, you can't be like yeah. very monotone in this house, this happened. Oh, yeah, this person died. He's on this place. Now, oh, great. Let's go. You know, you've got to have – you've got to be engaging with your, your tone of voice and, you know, stuff like that. So when you when you start it, do you practice? Like, do you have to, like, do voice exercises or anything to get yourself ready? Or do you have to, like, any kind of, like, preparations you have to do to become a tour guide like that? Um, for me, I've already had some experience being a tour guide um, and also – doing historical interpretation where I had to kind of assume a persona uh, from my background working in Colonial Williamsburg and a couple of other Mm -hmm. places. So 
it's I mean, in that scheme of things, it's not my first rodeo. So yeah, yeah. I was able to pull on to a lot of that. And in a way, I mean, I'm still me. It's just I'm kind of putting on a different layer of me, um, the, the myself that walks in the dark and carries a lantern. That's one way of looking at it. So it's like I'm tapping into that other aspect. Um, sometimes what I do, I mean, when I drive up to Ashland, I'm kind of psyching myself out by listening to spooky music, spooky podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, the usual stuff I listen to yeah. anyway. Yeah, my uh, my life is a paranormal TV show now. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, but then I also have to see, and then another thing I do is I just gauge my audience. Um, mm-hmm. we We get actually a fair amount of locals. Uh, coming on the Ashland Haunted History Tours, which is great. Um, And they don't even – we're still so new, and we're still trying to get ourselves out there because, as you said earlier, Ashland is a really small town, and we're – it's a small place, and sometimes people just don't see us coming. But I I hope we're getting more of the attention that – Ashland deserves and that we deserve. I mean, we do all these, uh, I mean, I think um, ERA COO, our chief operating officer, she's involved in the Downtown Ashland Association. So that's huge. Um, We have contacts with the Chamber of Commerce. We have contacts with um, the art. I mean, another thing that Ashland tries to do is really try to boost its art scene, which is so vital. And, you know, it's a college town. So naturally, I think we want to get things fun and attractive for the college students that come to us. Yeah. So, yeah, but we're, it's still a small town. Um, there's a part of me that likes that because there's charm and a romance about a small town. And I actually have found that things can be creepier in a small town than they can in a big city. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the small town feel to, you know, it, it just it definitely yeah. lends, lends itself to, to the creepiness factor. And uh, like I said, Ashland is not very well known either. And so, you know, so a lot of stories, will be new to people as far as like, you know, some of the historical buildings and stuff that people may not realize that, Hey, this is, this actually happened this building and you've been living, living next to it for your whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We get that. We get that a lot. Um, we're like, we, we get people say, I had no idea of the history behind this. And that's big because, and it just goes to show that when people take ghost tours, I mean, in particular, ghost tours. But I think when people take any kind of tour, they want, of course, to be entertained, and they want wonderful stories and everything. But for so many people, these ghost tours are their gateway to history. And I think that's vitally important. So for me, not only do I want to tell a good story, but I really want to get it right. I want to be mm-hmm. respectful and I want to be as accurate with the history 
that I can be. So mm-hmm. that's so that's a huge issue for me. And you know from how we talked on <laughs> other pro on other shows, um, I'm a historian. I work in a museum and so this sort of thing is very, very important to me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's good to have that, you know, have that attitude when you're doing something like this because it's like, you know, plus people pay their money to come out and they want to be entertained. They want to, they want to uh, be scared, you know, or, you know, at least, at least educated and, and not, yeah, not like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, like they, they want to, yeah. you know, they want to, you know, be creeped out, I guess, is probably, probably a better word for it. You know, yeah, they, they, they want I, they want it. Yeah. They want the darkness. They want the shadows, but they also want to know that they're safe at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I've seen those. I've seen the looks in people's eyes when we're starting. When I'm starting the tour, I'm like, "Oh, I'll keep you safe. I'll keep you safe." However, if you wander too far away from my light, I cannot guarantee your safety. Yeah, I mean, you, you, like, you, you stay close, you're fine. But if you if you wander into the shadows, you know, you really, I can really can't I can really can't you know about your safety, you know. But it's it's cool yeah. when you go on these these tours, like you know, if you're standing outside a house with your lantern, and you know, and you look inside the you look and look you're looking at the house, but you're not actually inside the house. You feel a kind of like. The safety, you know, I'm outside, but the ghosts are inside type of thing. If you're, if you're, you know, going on a on a tour like that. Yeah, theoretically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we know what's going anyway. on. Anyway, if you know, if uh, <laughs> for the people who haven't gone, don't go on investigations all the time, you know, it's like, well, the, the ghosts are out in there. I'm fine out here. There's this invisible barrier. I guess people have in their minds, like, I'm out here and there and there, so I can still be creeped out because I'm close to the ghost, but I'm not actually having to interact with the spirits. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or at least that's what the hope is. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. We, yeah. we have had can't a guarantee. couple, there have yeah, no guarantee. Although I do tell people if you take pictures and you catch something on your cameras, go ahead and put it up and hashtag us and that would be awesome. I don't think anybody has really done that, or at least not to my knowledge, but I can tell you that uh, there was one night where all three tour groups that went out had pretty much the exact same experience. Oh, wow. Yes. So, shall I tell a little? Uh, let let let's let's start at the beginning a little bit. Um, now, here's the caveat: I can I cannot tell you guys everything because then well, we gotta have you, some, you won't yeah. take, you won't take my we'll tours. Give it all but so I'll give you guys a quick. So let's give you guys a quick background. Um, Ashland Haunted History Tours has been actually it's been around for a while. Um, it was initially conducted by Arthur Brill, who is an artist and a really cool guy in Ashland. However, um, when Red Vane, um, which is a huge, which is a really cool haunted house attraction in Hanover County, Virginia, um, they're run out of the Hanover Vegetable Farm. And 
as Red Vein has grown over the years and has, you know, developed in creativity with their haunt, we got into the escape room business. So we opened up a business. So uh, Ryan and Kitty, who are the fearless leaders of the Red Vein Army, uh, the escape room, Red Vein Escape, opened in 2019, and it's right next to the public library in uh, Ashland. And we kind of inherited the Ashland Haunted History Tours. So the same time that the escape room opened was also the, around the same time that the ghost tours launched. So we have, yeah, so 2021, yeah, this is their going into the third season. So, and we kept running even during COVID, which was pretty awesome. Um, at this time, we have three different types of tours that we run. Uh Our flagship tour is the Spirits of Railroad Avenue. Uh, For people that don't know, Ashland, Virginia started life as a railroad town uh, by the uh, Richmond, Fredericksburg, and Potomac Railroad Company back in the 1830s, 1840s. So the train is still running through there. We Pretty much every day you get all kinds of trains running through the town of Ashland. So our main ghost tour is basically following the railroad tracks and that's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. our second yeah, our second tour we just launched this year. It's called Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> so, Stranger Than Fiction is kind of like your quirky history tour. There is uh, there are a couple of ghosts that we talk about. There are a couple of um weird conspiracy theory things, but mostly it's just about the quirky history of Ashland, some of the things that had happened in the past in this town. Uh, But we also use this tour to basically say sometimes when you are trying to find the truth, you're not always going to find it via the historical record because sometimes those records cannot be found. So what do you do? Well, you don't make anything up per se, but go with what's going on in the time period that you already know about, and then, well, you never know. Sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. (laughs) Um, And that's a fun one, too. Yeah, we just started that one this year. And we also have a Christmas tour. Uh, we, We launched it around the time of the Krampus festivals that go on in Mm -hmm. Richmond City and we also at Red Vane Haunted House there's a um, Krampus themed haunted house which is a lot of fun Um, the ghost tours that we do are Victorian themed so the tour guides are wearing Victorian costumes and we basically we do tell some haunted Ashland but we also tell based on where we are on the tour, we tell stories that of from Victorian times that came straight from the newspapers because that was the that was the fashion at the time. Mm-hmm. You would tell ghost stories on Chris at Christmas. Yeah, like Dickens, Charles Dickens. Yeah, exactly. I mean Christmas Carol is the world's most famous ghost story. <laughs> Ironic, yeah, yeah, isn't pretty it? Pretty much. 
Yeah, but at the dark time of year, you want to kind of snuggle in close, and the world is cold and pretty much dead. So it's the perfect time of year to tell ghost stories. And, yeah, we we do that, too. So three tours as of right now, um, seasonal-ish, depending on what's going on. So I think I'll start by something you mentioned at the beginning of the introduction is why the heck is Ashland called the center of the universe? Yes, I what do you think? I would love to know. You would I like to know. They, yeah, I figured it was one of those things where it's like, well, let's just be, let's make a joke. It's funny. We'll call ourselves we'll call ourselves the center of the universe type of type of thing. I mean, you're you're not too far off. So maybe this is not so much a ghost story, but it is part of the quirky history of Ashland. So in Ashland, we had a mayor once upon a time by the name, the name of Richard Gillis. And he was mayor of Richmond, um, tw- 20th century, um, close, around the time when, I mean, it was, he basically was somebody that was very enthusiastic. He served in Ashland as the mayor for 16 years and he was a local man. He graduated from Randolph-Macon College, and he was on the Board of Supervisors. But um, what the story goes that he was attending a lecture at Randolph-Macon about astronomy, and the lecturer said that as an astronomer, he believes in, that the world and the universe is endless boundaries. There's no objective center of the universe. And as the story goes, Mayor Gillis just sort of springs up and says, well, in that case, Ashland is the center of the universe. And that's been the town slogan ever since. Wow. (laughs) It's It's a wonderful, it's an adorable story. And if you go to the uh, public library branch um, that's, in Ashland, there's a sculpture outside. It's got it's a sculpture of the world, and if you kind of tilt the globe around, you'll see that there's a star, and Ashland, and there you go, center of the universe. And I mean, it is true. Ashland is sort is sort of kind of right smack in the middle of Central Virginia, and it's mm-hmm. easy to get to so many cool things, you know, from Ashland. Everything is within an hour to two hours away. So, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you know, as you know, people, you know, people (laughs) say things like, Oh, Oh, we're the peanut capital of the world. Oh, we're this of the world Oh, we're that, you know? So, I mean, you know, why not call yourself the center of the universe? Apparently, there you go. No, no one, (laughs) no one actually be like, well, technically this is the center of the universe. No one actually cares. You know, yeah. it's a cool little, it's Although, a cool slogan, something cool to put on a T-shirt. Well, not everybody feels that way, sadly. Um, oh, in oh. 2008, the, yeah, here's the downside of the center of the universe story. Um, in 2008, there is um, a book that came out called Don't Go There by Peter Greenberg. And um, Ashland is listed as a place to avoid in a chapter called Lamest Claims to Fame. 
obviously we don't hold with that. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're telling people not to go there because they say they're a center of the universe, just just because of that, that's kind of a that guy has issues. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll never diss anybody, but come on, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. But. Unfortunately, that is one of the lightest of the. That's some of the. That's one of the lightest stories that uh, we kind of tell. Um, We mostly talk about that in Air Stranger Than Fiction tour. So I think right now what you want to hear is a ghost story. Am I right? I would love a ghost story. I I can give you a ghost story. Um, I can give you a ghost story about a theater. How about that? I would love it. I mean, I am whatever. I am good. So whatever you want to go story you want to tell. I I got my my lights turned off. You know, I'm still up on the blanket. Oh, my hot chocolate. Goodness, goodness. You know, ready ready for this. Ready to be scared. All right, nightmares. here we go. So I'm kind of going to combine uh, two stories here. Um, it's a tale of two theaters. One theater was built in 1927. And it was opened by a local family called the Covington family, and it was called the Cab Theater. For a long time, this was the main movie theater in Ashland, until 1948, when a new theater was opened, a beautiful Art Deco movie theater, and that, of course, is the Ashland Theater. So... Here's where things get a little bit darker between the two theaters, literally, because sometimes we're haunted by more than just ghosts. With these theaters in the days of segregation and this whole stupid separate but equal stuff, the Ashland Theater was the one that was frequented by the white population, and the African Americans went to the Cab Theater. Today, the Cab Theater is known as the Trackside Grill. And literally, it's located right next to the railroad tracks, even though Mm -hmm. it's not called the Trackside Grill because of that. There's another reason for that. But um, both theaters. um, Yeah. Is it it because of a horse track? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've I've had lunch there because I remember there was like horse theme, horse track theme to it. If I remember correctly. Um, uh, yeah. Um, there is – so the Trackside Grill today is kind of like really good pub fare. Uh, there is another restaurant in town called the Iron Horse. Um, I don't know Maybe if that one is the more – but it's still – I mean, it's a good restaurant. There's some really good restaurants in Ashland. But anyway, um, there was a man who would carry the film reels um, back and forth between the Ashland Theater and the African American Theater, the Cab Theater, on his bicycle. So he would take one the film reel from Ashland Theater and bring it to the Cab Theater, so that way, within a, a couple of hours, both whites and blacks would see the same movie from the same reel, just within a couple hours apart. Mm-hmm. Charming, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, but um, yeah. Ashland Theater and the Trackside Grill, as we know it today, both have their own stories. So one of the big stories about the Ashland Theater is 
the Asheville Theater was closed down for a long time, uh, for at least a couple of decades. It was revitalized and renovated in 2018, thereabouts, so not very long. Um, And, of course, due to COVID, it had to close down a bit, although it did do a really cool thing. It set up a movie screen in the back of the theater, like in this empty lot behind the theater, and basically did, like, drive-through movies during COVID. So that was pretty cool. But this theater had such a long period of inactivity and being abandoned. So when it was renovated and reopened, I bet you could guess what might have happened. More life came in. And several people claimed that when they entered the theater and looked up, they would see a male figure, like a silhouette, up on the balcony, just sort of leaning down, staring down at them. At that time, according to theater personnel, that balcony was closed off. Nobody was allowed up there. And yet, this male made his presence known, and most patrons felt very uncomfortable in his presence. Now, who he is, we're not exactly sure, but I do know that there has been at least one investigation of the Ashland Theater, and maybe more to come. So, switch gears over to the Cab Theater, now known as the Trackside Grill. When you enter, going through the front door of the restaurant, if you look over the front door, you will see a horizontal bank of windows, which was left over from when it was the projection booth. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Today it's now yeah. the management office and um, storage space. So really nobody is supposed to be up there. So why do people see the apparition of an African-American woman in period dress kind of peeking out through those windows? Nobody knows who she is. But we do know that there's simply there's some lively activity at the Trackside Grill. Um, restaurant staff, they're a little uneasy about closing time because they will get that waft of cold air at the back of their necks. Or they may find things unorganized that weren't earlier. And maybe, just maybe, they get a whisper, a breath of somebody saying their name. In their ear. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Yeah. That is, I, that yeah. is creepy. Yep. Wow. But hey, we all got to eat and see movies, right? <laughs> I have, I'm bringing up Ashland Theater because Ashland Theater just opened its doors again after being, uh, after COVID. So, Go mm-hmm. there and give them some love. Go to Trackside Grill and give them some love, too, because they're pretty cool places to be. You know, we did a uh, we did an investigation over at England Street Tavern. Um, God, it was probably 2014, 2015. I went out there with, with Dennis and, and a few a few friends, um, and we got um, – some pretty. I'm looking at some of the EVPs we captured out there. I got like looks like ten EVPs from from that place. I think it's, it's closed down now. 
but it's like it's in a shopping center across the street from like where uh, uh, sports sports pages. Yeah, I just yeah, I just pulled yeah. that up. Yeah, it is closed. Sad, but yeah, yeah it was definitely uh, definitely an active location. Such an active town. Such such a historical town. Mm-hmm. You know? and, Very much uh, so. Yeah. A lot of stories. I mean, a lot of stories in that place. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of some of those stories and it's it's fascinating. In fact, I'm willing to bet that you may not know that there is a story attached to our building where Red Vane Escape is. You, you, you bet on me not knowing any like ghost stories from from Ashland, that would be a good bet because I don't. So anything <laughs> you want to tell me is, is news to me. All right. So when Kitty and Ryan, uh, who are our fearless leaders with Red Vane Army and Red Vane Haunted House, when they purchased when they purchased the building to open up the Red Vane Escape Room. They were actually approached by staff members from, you know, the, biz, the former business that was there, which I believe was a hair salon. They were approached and people asked them, hey, did you know this place is haunted? Now, here's a caveat. Being, working in the haunt industry, mm-hmm. they know how to scare people. They know what it takes to do that. So I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody in the haunt industry and, goodness knows I won't try, but I think there is a natural skepticism if you're involved in the haunt industry because you know the special effects. You know the psychology of fear. You know how to get people up in that state. So I think at the time they were pretty skeptical about such a possibility until things began to happen when they started doing they started making, creating the building for the business. Um, they started noticing there were footsteps when nobody was around. There were instances when people came, you know, when somebody would come to open the building on their own and they would find lights on that weren't supposed to be on and nobody was there. So, you know, electrical issues, things like that. And then when the escape rooms actually opened for business, there started being some experiences shared by guests that came to play the games. One of my favorite stories um, involved somebody in one of the escape rooms. Um, It was our most recent room, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And she was in the back room of that game just working on her puzzle. She was, I mean, you're under a time limit. It's like a one-hour time yeah. limit. And so she's trying to solve her puzzle, and all of a sudden she gets two tugs on the back of her shirt, like tug, tug. She mm-hmm. whirls around, and there is nobody standing. I mean, she's not alone in the room, but there's nobody standing near her and nobody yeah. who would admit to touching her to see if she got her shirt snagged on something. There was nothing there. So – bit odd so she would go but she goes back to the game and then she kind of gets another tug and then sort of a nudge a little over where she was able to find the solution to her puzzle 
So I kind of like to think, we kind of like to think that whoever is in there likes to help people play the game. They, they like to sort of interact mm-hmm. with you when you're playing the game and maybe give you what I like to call spiritual assistance. Um, we don't know who's there. We have some thoughts of ideas. Um, the building where Red Vane Escape is, is the oldest building on that side of the tracks. So it's easily over 100, close to 200 years old. We know that there was a general store, grocery store bar that was in that place in the, 19th, in the late 19th, early 20th century, and it was staffed by French immigrants. So I don't know, if you ever do an investigation in there, you may want to speak French. <laughs> and see if my Google Translate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it'll be, yeah. Which be is interesting to I mean, see. That's really cool. So that is, I, that is awesome. I like that building. Yeah. Now, uh, Transcend Paranormal is, um, has been investigating your building. They, they've investigated the escape room a couple of times. And they've caught some pretty interesting stuff. I don't know the whole extent of it, but I was mm-hmm. privy to a very interesting Estes uh, spirit box session, Estes method. Oh, God, that that makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> There's something about the static that just makes me really uncomfortable. But we, we caught some pretty, I would have to say, some fresh language uh, coming out of there a couple of times. Um, I think a couple people are probably magnets for the swear words, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Transcend Paranormal has actually done a couple of things in Ashland, of course, with their investigations. And mm-hmm. earlier this year, we were it was such a cool partnership. We partnered up with um, Transcend Paranormal to do a night of ghostly visitations in Ashland where it was public investigation and they investigated at the Hanover Arts and Activity Center and at Red Vane Escape. And before they started the they started the investigation, we all led the investigators on a ghost tour. We we took them on a ghost tour. So three tour That's guides fun. are active, including myself and I mean we had some wonderful folks out and all the proceeds went to um, all the proceeds went to both of the buildings, both to Hanover Arts and Activity Center and to Red Vane Escape. And that's what I like about doing some of these public ghost hunts is when mm-hmm. they actually raise funds to support the historic sites. So that was pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of your their posts about you guys working together. I, I did a, a live uh, freaking awesome show with uh, Steve and Rhonda. I kept calling mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Hanover or it was the Hanover County Arts and Craft Center. But I, I, I kept calling it the wrong name by accident. But yeah, it's a pretty neat building. Um, like I said, we did a lot. A it live is a neat there. building. We did, you know, tried to do some investigating I, while we were there. Yeah, I I will definitely tell you that every time I've gone into inside that building and you know like you said I'm 
I have the benefit of being outside when I'm doing the chores, mm-hmm. but um, I've had the privilege of going inside the Hanover Arts and Activity Center for these investigations, and um, there it's a special place. There, I mean, it's I really love being in there. I love going in that place, uh, and it has an incredible history. I'm going to hold off on telling you that one because that's one of my favorite stops on the ghost tour, and in order to get the full effect of it, you got to come on the tour for that. However, I will give you another cool tour. I'll give you another one. Yeah. I'll give you a, a Seven minutes story. left. All right. A few more, so a few more minutes will, left. I'm going to give you a story about – talks about the train history. So as I said earlier, it is a train, Ashland is a train town. Trains going back and forth for every reason that you can imagine. Even during the dark days of the Civil War, they were coming through. And not all, however, keep in mind that not everybody that rode the train actually would buy a ticket. <laughs> so hobos, definitely spent a fair amount of time on the trains going around and through Ashland. For anyone who doesn't know what hobos are, these are basically transient people who would use the trains that, and they were more prominent, I would say, in the late 19th and going into the middle 20th centuries. So Mm -hmm. these are people, back when the railroad was pretty much your main source of transportation, and they would crisscross the United States, just going town to town, looking for food, looking for jobs, just doing all sorts of things, but not wanting to stay in one place. And I know they all had their reasons. Well, they had a code that they would use. And I actually did find an example of this um, on a really cool website about hobo culture. They would leave like pictographs like circles and squares and each shape would be a different meaning so in one place they would say they would scratch out this code to say hey food is good here you may want to go to this place or "Ooh, cops are bad here avoid this place you know things like that for other people that would take the trains it is said that in the old ashland jail which is a small peaked building you know, with a peaked roof located behind the Herald Progress building, it's said that the Ashland Jail has examples of hobo signs like on the walls. Now, sadly, I haven't been able to get in there. It's really difficult to find a way to get into that building first off because it's behind a bunch of other buildings. But people are pretty hush-hush about letting people in there. I don't know what it's used Mm -hmm. for except for maybe storage. But they say that maybe these hobos have left their mark in more ways than one. Now, the Herald Progress building is where the Herald Progress newspaper was printed, and it was in mm-hmm. circulation until 2018. Now there's a bunch of different businesses in there. It is in one of those businesses, I believe it was a chiropractor's office, this woman comes in, and she's there for an appointment. She checks in with the receptionist, and she sits down in the waiting room. There's nobody mm-hmm. else in there in that room except for her and the receptionist. 
And all of a sudden, there is this whoosh of wind that just gusts through the whole room. And it is so strong, it even blows a bunch of books and magazines off the waiting room table. This woman, needless to say, is pretty shocked by what just happened. And she's looking around, and no windows are open. The doors are closed. No AC is on. And she turns her stunned gaze over to the receptionist who kind of looks at her and kind of nods sympathetically and said, yeah, that happens a lot around here. So is it possible, because the jail is right there at the old Progress Herald Progress Building, could it be possible that maybe that was a hobo passing through maybe onto his next destination. And we have other stories about that particular area of building from one of our other tours. So stay tuned for that. But I hope that these stories, even though they're kind of short and simple, I hope they whetted everybody's appetite. And we are, yeah, so quick little plug. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> Quick little plug well, we love, for. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So Ashland Haunted History Tours. We are active and open. We are giving. We give tours on Fridays and Saturday nights until November sixth. That's their last tour of the season. Um, stay tuned to our website about what's going on for the Christmas season. Um, we have two tours that we give a night. We give them, we give tours at 7.30 and 9.30, and we also have a tour that we give at 8 o'clock, Friday and Saturday nights. So come check us out, Ashland Haunted History Tours, Red Van Escape. We're booking games all the time, so check our website and visit us there. And Red Vane Haunted House out at Hanover Vegetable Farm. We are active and going strong until Halloween night. So come visit us on Fridays and Saturday nights at the Hanover Vegetable Farm. Well, I think, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, get these people to come, people to come out and join you at, in uh, Red Vane and your ghost tours. Like very little Please time do. left. So I want to thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Um, thank and, you. And uh, talking about some of the different stories from Ashland, it was a lot of fun. Maybe we can have you back in December and talk about some Christmas stories. Get some maybe plug let plug the tour in December as well. The Christmas the Christmas Ooh. tour. Um, yeah, and love, on love that to have note, you back uh, on. Yeah, I hope I can come back on. That'd be oh, and also shameless plug. You can catch me on the airwaves on the.